Stress, anxiety, and depression are skyrocketing among children and teens. And Cook Children's Healthcare System is on a mission to bring these topics into the light. I'm Winnie King. And I'm Dr. Kristen Perch. If you have kiddos in the room, now is the time to put on those headphones. Some of the topics we'll be discussing will not be suited for young ears. This is Raising Joy. Hi, and welcome back to Raising Joy. I'm Kristen Perch. I'm Winnie King. And we're glad to be here today. Oh my gosh, this is such a monumental day. Yeah. It is. A couple of weeks ago, and and so now I want everybody to know we're bragging right now. (laughs) Humble brag. Yeah, just be prepared (laughs) for that. But a couple of weeks ago, um, my team on the PR side of at Cook Children's uh, entered several awards for the PRSA, Public Relations Society of America chapter, uh, the Fort Worth chapter. We entered many awards. So we had like nine. We entered nine. Now, let me just kind of give you a little bit of this, but these are not easy to win. These are not popularity contests. These are... People have to, you know, you know, look at your submission. They grade it. They rate it and all of that. And not only the chapter. The chapter here doesn't do it. They send it somewhere else. Okay. Somewhere else in the country. And so there are all these categories and there are numbers that are assigned to them. So you can get anywhere from zero to 40. And so there are three different categories of awards. There's uh, an, a, uh, an award, a certificate of achievement, that's the third round. Okay. okay. <laughs> and there's a certificate of excellence, that's number two. And then there's the worthy awards. Okay. 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 So we put our hat in the ring for nine of them. Six. We got six worthy awards. Okay. I'm I'm hitting I'm hearing from the producer it's seven. <laughs> Sorry. We got seven <laughs> worthy awards. That is amazing. I And it is amazing. And one of those awards was this podcast. That is amazing. It is. You can get anywhere from, from zero to 40. Um, you have to have at least 35 points to be considered and worthy. This podcast got 40. Are you serious? I am. Winnie, that makes me tear up a little bit. No, don't tear up. <laughs> I know. You know I hate crying at work. No. But that's, I, but that's but, amazing. And part of what they... Part of what they judged was what we said we wanted to accomplish in the in the in terms of reach and how many people we wanted to reach in the numbers. And so we had to prove that we were reaching those numbers and that we were reaching our goal. And and so you have seen screenshots and they're investigating, making sure, you know, you're not making it up. And, you know, so there's a whole thing that goes into this. That's awesome. So they showed us. That we are, you know, of course, reaching our goal of, you know, sending the message out here from from Raising Joy. And people are starting to get it. So we're sharing this award. You and I yeah. are sharing this award with our audience yes. and with our director. And our amazing team. And our producer. Amazing. And Paul, our director, was the host of the Worthy <laughs> Award show this year. He was incredible. It, it's a good time. But, you know, I really appreciate the fact that we were, you know, that people are starting to respond. You know, who knew? Remember when we first started? Like, is anyone going to listen to us? 
when we first started this was scary. And you kind of hope not. You hope they do. And yeah. then also that they don't. Because yeah. then you're like, oh, gosh. Okay, so, nobody, <laughs> so nobody heard that foo-paw. Exactly. But, you know, <laughs> as time goes on, the audience is reaching and, and listening and people are telling and the folks who are listening to us now are telling their friends and yes. their family. And, and I'm so appreciative of of that. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk to to you about being grateful later. Hey, there we go. There we go. I love it. Okay, so enough with the pride. Thank you. And, and congratulations and also, to you. Well, well, congratulations to the PR team. Yeah, because this oh was gosh. one of your seven. Yeah, so. yeah, and they <laughs> you guys are work just so hard. Yeah, they are. They are a tip top team, and mm-hmm. there's none like them. So you know, I'm always a proud mama when it comes to my team. So yes, yeah, we we did good. Okay. Now <laughs> Thank you for allowing our brag. Yeah, we, we we did that little brag there. But but today we are so very excited to have with us Lori Williams-George. And Lori is the mother of a neurodiverse child and uh, or children. You yes. have more than one. That's right. I've got three. Three neurodiverse children. In their own ways, yes. Okay. And she is also a researcher on autism and academic performance. Lori is a passionate advocate for online safety and cyberbullying prevention. And I am going to take notes and tell off my patients and their parents. Yep, yep. <laughs> Welcome, Lori, to Raising Joy. Thank you. Thanks We're so much so for happy. having me. So you've got three neurodiverse children in their own in their own way. <laughs> you know yes. that. Does anybody remember that song? Yes. Okay, go. Good. No. <laughs> I do not know. Nope. You're too young. Okay. <laughs> Everything is beautiful. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. I got it you. now. Okay. I got it now. Okay. Somebody yeah. caught that then. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your kids. Yeah. So I have three kids. Uh, the oldest is nine, mm. uh, ADHD and dyslexia. Mm. So specific learning disability. Our middle child is autistic. And he's eight. And then our youngest, our daughter, is seven. And she is spicy, spicy ADHD. <laughs> oh, she adds the spice to it all. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, um, and so how how did you become passionate about like cyber, or compassionate, not compassionate. Um, how did you become passionate about like researching cyberbullying and like all of those kind of things? Yeah. So that started... Um, Back in, so one of my son's special interests, my autistic son, is video gaming. And we found that that was really where he could express, um, one, his abilities to us. He, he spoke so late that allowing him access to gaming mm-hmm. or an iPad um, kind of let us peek into his brain mm. and we could see what was going on. And so it it allowed his personality to shine, and it was kind of addictive for us to see, like, mm. get this little peek mm-hmm. into who he was and what he was thinking. And so even though, you know, I was never a video game advocate in any way, I, I you know, you have to let your children lead you and um, embrace their, their strengths and their likes. And so we became a, you know, gaming family, mm. and... um and so at first it was just the, you know, Nintendo, the Mario and that type of thing. And then they, for Christmas, we decided we'd get a family gift. And we have always been concerned about activity sure. um, and just making sure that we're not spending too much time on devices or too much time on the couch. And so 
we thought, well, it's Christmas, so it's got to be a fun gift. We can't get him a treadmill, you know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so we're going to get him a VR headset. Mm. And so we bought the VR headset, got it all set up. Um, I made sure, you know, you get online and you make sure they can't buy like thousands of dollars <laughs> worth of accessories yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, so I check all the security features and make sure everything's going and then the kids start playing, and it's fun. It's exactly what we thought it would be, you know. And then I hear my son uh, talking to somebody, and I was like, "What? What is that sound? What is that? Who, do you hear that? What is that?" Mm. And it somehow he had gotten onto a game that had a social feature, a chat feature, and I guess I hadn't. I don't know if I. I still don't know if I needed to get in there into each individual game. And block mm-hmm. certain features mm-hmm. or or what? I really didn't know because I didn't grow up gaming. Yeah. And even if I did, you know, mine. I think my friend had the you know the original Nintendo. It looked mm-hmm. like a like a Lego brick. Mm-hmm. And that was it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and the controller had two buttons. Yeah. Uh, so this is definitely not you know in that realm. Uh-uh. Right. Exactly. And so, um, you know, I realized like he's he's chatting with somebody, but it was a child. You know, and I could hear there were other kids in there, too. I'm like, well, what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it was clearly kids. It wasn't a, adults. And then my son was using communication. I mean, he was talking. And it was like, well, this is kind of exciting. Right. You know, he doesn't have friends over to the house, necessarily. He's, you know, a big challenge with autism is mm-hmm. social communication, mm-hmm. social reciprocity. And so this was kind of exciting, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I got excited about it. And then as I listen, you know, I can tell um, he is maybe being a little bit annoying, if I'm honest, you know, mm-hmm. trying to kind of direct the game mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and take over mm-hmm. in a way that maybe other kids um, would notice and probably back down a little bit. Okay. And he was getting some negative feedback and, you know, it, it was getting a little touchy, but it was okay. And then, um, you know, I'm in the kitchen. I think I was doing dishes or something and I hear... Um, he's saying, no, no, I, please let me stay. And, you know, I perk my ears perk up and mm-hmm. it was clear that a couple of kids didn't want him in the game. Mm-hmm. And they, one child in particular was urging him to kind of trying to trick him to leave the game. And it felt mean and it hurt, you know, it hurt as a parent to hear that. Yeah. Uh, but then he said, when, and then when you, when you go out that door, um, put the, put your headset down, go into your room open up your window and jump out of it and kill yourself. Oh, my gosh. And, I mean, you want to talk about... Heart sinking. uh, I felt sick. I mean, I felt nauseous. I just dropped my... Whatever whatever I was doing, I, I don't even remember, and ran in there, and I ripped that headset off like I was literally saving him from jumping out the window. That's what it yeah. felt like to me in that moment that I was saving my child from mm, death mm, mm. by yeah. ripping this headset off of him. Well, and especially because kids with autism are very literal. I don't exactly. know. I don't know your son at all. Exactly. But I, you know, like yeah. they're, I think they're more prone to take something like that seriously. Absolutely. It's very difficult. I think they're just like any child who would struggle with reality versus um, you know, any parent worries about, right. you know, do they, what about these games with all the killing? Do they mm-hmm, understand what mm-hmm, death really means? Mm-hmm. These are kids, things that all kids struggle with, mm. but then to have such a kind of black and white perspective, a very, um, it's either this way 
or it's the other. It's nothing in the middle. There's no gray. Mm -hmm. And so, and then the layer of not really being able to express themselves fully, maybe that in a way that another child would. Um, yeah, it's scary. It's scary. Wow. Wow. So, so what do you do? I know you ripped the heads. Right. But right. how do you move forward from that? For myself, I never wanted to, I never wanted him to play video games again. I, mm. you know, and, and you cannot do no, that. No, exactly. Because, you know, I just sat here and said, we, <laughs> we were you know, excited. Yeah. And yeah. we were embracing, you know, yeah. we want to embrace his strengths. And, you know, he got a, a lot of happiness from, from that. Sure. And so, um, it was really my husband who said, you know, I know that this is, this is killing you. It's just really hurting your heart. But kids, um, one, kids have to go through hard things. They should they have to go through that? No. Yeah. But um he's gonna have to learn how to how to how to navigate things like this. And um and so I one, we did shut you know, really make sure to shut down all any way that he could chat, chat whether whether on the keyboard or, you mm -hmm. know, audibly or whatever, um, really shut that down. Mm -hmm. I I put the VR headset up. And I will say that he did not ask for it again mm. until about two months ago. So almost mm. a year later, um, he never said how he felt about it. I couldn't couldn't get him to talk about it, but he never asked to play it again mm. until mm. you know about ten months later. So that told me that he he understood, he understood what was something going, yeah, that someone knew. had done something mean to him, and he was feeling bad about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, but that's kind of what got me. Uh, kind of digging into bullying and bullying prevention and the the types of kids who are more susceptible to bullying mm -hmm. um, and what makes a uh, successful anti-bullying program. Yeah. So. What what have you figured out? Like, what have you what have you learned? So through um, my research so far, uh, which really involves at this point just reading hundreds and hundreds of of research studies mm. uh, and kind of synthesizing that information that one, we know that younger children and older children respond to bullying campaigns differently. Yes. So younger children are much more malleable in their beliefs and their behaviors. Mm -hmm. So when an adult uh, or a trusted teacher puts on a bullying program in early elementary school, Kids respond to that. They are their eyes are open. They have more empathy, <clears throat> more understanding for a victim, and they mm. are more likely to change their behavior and then call out mm. other kids. Okay, so they're sponge like. Yes. Okay. Yes. When you get into high school, they yeah, are. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I don't exact. believe anything. Yeah, <laughs> okay. they are more likely to now. They they develop empathy. They are absolutely. If you educate them on bullying and in particular things like hidden disabilities like autism yeah they they're you know they're able to say oh my gosh you know I didn't I didn't realize that was mm. the dynamic there was not the same and mm. that is bullying and they they do have empathy they are less willing to change their behavior and they're much less willing to put themselves on the line for someone else there's just more at stake for them at that point wow so um, the the universal, kind of key for a successful bullying campaign is uh, culture and climate. Mm -hmm. So what is the climate of the school? Mm -hmm. What is the the culture of the school? Uh, or, or, you know, wherever it is. But, of course, 
the problem with online. There is no. Exactly. There's no. What culture? There's, what, no, there's no guardrails. And what, yeah, what control do you have? Because you can't culture? pinpoint the culture. You just Mm-mm. can't. No. I couldn't no. put a descriptor on that. Right. Exactly. Oh. Or like exactly. who's going to be there? Who's going to show up for right. the game? And right. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. We should also tell our listeners that you're getting your PhD in educational psychology. Yes. And that's yes. <laughs> wow. So when you're so when you're doing research, it's, it's legitimate research. Okay. I'm not. I'm not uh, on Google. Yeah. She's read. Okay. Yeah. So you're not the mom at the kitchen table just going no, through. No. Okay. No. I, I realized that after asking the question, I was like, I should. We should mention. Yeah. That. It's a little not, big detail there. Yeah. Like you yeah. said, you're not just on Google. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that's a lot. Yeah. Right. yeah. Your kids, do they go to Cook Children's? So, yes. Our son with autism goes to Jane Justin School, which is... The Child Studies yes. Center! Yes. The Jane Justin School is fantastic. We are huge Love fans. Love that. Huge fans. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They, and, in fact, uh, Jane Justin School is really the place where, you know, when we... When my son turned four... Mm-hmm. And we started looking around for, for pre-K. Um, we went everywhere we went, people wanted to talk about his autism, uh, external behaviors, his, you know, how were they going to manage autism? Mm-hmm. And although, you know, disability is disability and sure. we, we don't sweep it under the rug, mm-hmm. it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a beautiful brain that I mm-hmm. don't I didn't want to go to waste. Mm-hmm. Right. And Cook's um was the only place that said, you know, we we can work with him um, on his behaviors, but we're not going to forget that, one, he's a kid just like any other kid. Yeah. And, two, he has potential. He has yes. academic wow. potential. He is just like any other kid who needs to go through life and, you know, go to college, get a job, mm-hmm. and that they were able to nurture both of those things so that, you know, what is it? They bring the fullest potential to light, uh, and that's what they're doing every day. Wow. So we are huge fans. That's yes. wonderful. That's that's a great testimony. Yes. Yeah. I've, I have told parents— of kiddos with autism that if I had if I had a kid with autism I would beg borrow steal <laughs> to get, like, whatever I had Dude, you know yeah. but we have it's, borrowed for sure I was gonna say it, it is you know it it's expensive to provide yes. that level of like educational support and stuff mm-hmm. like that so, absolutely no I would do whatever I had to do because that it's transformational that's yeah. great the other hat that I wear not only in PR but the other hat that I wear at Cook Children's is in inclusion diversity and equity yes so one of the things that we're doing now in that particular department is we're working with the school in order to start an internship so that we can get these kids coming to the hospital and they can then eventually become employed yes i love that that's so cool i love that and i'm proud of that yeah that's so cool it, that's amazing I yeah love that. yeah so anyway that's wow. awesome buttons are popped up popping all over the place i know i love it <laughs> i love it i love it um if you it for parents, what do you like? Do you have any advice for parents who are like their kids are starting to game? Like, are, are there like good websites or ways that they can kind of figure out how to put the guardrails on? Right, and let their kids do it safely because I, I'm like you, I, I you know, minimal right. right video game, and even with you trying to use it but not use it, <laughs> right? Use it but use it well, right? Exactly, okay, exactly. So, yeah. Um. So one, I would, I mean. And I've, I feel like I already said this, but I I am a fan of, of gaming. And I do love um, social interaction online for kids. Mm-hmm. I So I don't want 
this to be something that parents are scared of. Um, we have seen social interaction. My son has benefited socially from online gaming mm. and um, and his kind of interest in YouTube and things like that. There are benefits. But, you know, just like anything, boundaries, guardrails are so important. Restrictions. Yes. Exactly. And so we have one, we allow, we only allow gaming when we are around and within certain time frames. So for us, that's on the weekend. So -hmm. Friday afternoon to um, Sunday afternoon is the only time that gaming is allowed and we have to be home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, within that time frame, there are limits. You, we're not going to mm-hmm. start Let go Friday, Friday night. And, then, <laughs> and all the way right. to Sunday. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, I have used websites like Common Sense Media to look up different games and see if there are chat features and how to turn them off. I would love to see gaming uh, developers take that more seriously mm-hmm. and explicitly publish mm. what is the risk of playing that game and Mm -hmm. how parents can cap that or minimize that risk by telling them exactly how to um, activate those features because technology changes. I mean, so fast. I, when I was in college, I, I think, I feel like the internet just started. Yeah. Yeah. I was like at the first university that had a a university email, you know, I mean, and that, I don't feel like I'm that old. doesn't remember MySpace? Right. Yeah. I was a MySpace girly. Um, But things change, you know, so we need, parents need explicit instruction on how, what's, what are the risks and then how do we, how do we mitigate the risks? Yeah. I would love to see that. Um, I think utilizing uh, programs like Outbound, Outbound classes. So these are virtual classes that kids can take and they have gaming classes. Mm. So, and they don't have to be um, neurodivergent specific, but a lot of them are where they'll have a, a class for stu- uh, kids with autism who want to play Minecraft. And there will be an adult who is facilitating that class. And that class, they may the adult may just monitor and they, or guide the conversation if there's conflict, or they may explicitly instruct social interaction during the game so that the kids are learning new skills and then they're able to deal with Maybe when they when they leave outbound and they're playing Minecraft on their own mm-hmm. and there's an interaction with a bully, you know, that they could say, you know, don't talk to me that way, please. Mm. Or or I'm going to get off now because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't tolerate. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. They know for themselves. They can protect themselves. Yeah. So. That's a really good idea. You know, and mm-hmm. if you were a developer, how do you make money? You know what? I might want to develop something. There you where- go where this is possible and we don't have to go to these offshoot things and, right. you know. Like a guided. Yeah, this yeah. is already there. Right, right. I wish I were smart. <laughs> <laughs> you are. I mean, I wish I were smart like that because I it's, promise yeah, you I'd be. smart. I, yeah, I'd be I'm in not. my lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and speaking of earlier, I talked about culture being the successful component. Mm-hmm. Um, to a successful anti-bullying campaign, I would love to see, you know, you think about who influences culture the most. It's the heavy hitters within that culture. Mm. So if you have social clout in high school, then you change the culture. Wow. So who has social clout online? Mm. Well, for my kids who are seven, eight, and nine, it's Mr. Beast. Yeah. It's unsink, uh, not unsinkable, unspeakable, unspeakable. Okay. Lanky box. Okay. You know, all they, I don't even okay. know what who these people are, but, yeah. but those are the big names that they talk about. So I would love for Mr. Beast to step up and say, Hey, 
you know, I'm part of the online community and, you know, I'm against bullying and this is how, this mm. is how we act online. These yeah. are the, these are the standards that we're going to hold ourselves to. Yeah. But sometimes they don't do that. No, no. Cause it doesn't get likes and clicks yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And people don't gravitate to it the way that. Right. But you, you might be surprised. Yeah. The parents yeah. would like it. Yes. <laughs> And they're the ones with the money. Buying it all. Yeah, right. they're the right. ones with the money. They got the pocketbook. Right. Wow. So you also created a platform to help parents yes. uh, called Parent with Merit. Tell us yes. about that. So Parent with Merit is a, it, it came out of a desire to, or I guess a realization that you're on, you only do this parenting thing once. You know, well, lucky me, I get to do it three, three times. times. Yeah. <laughs> with, All at once. With three spicy kids. Yeah. Um, but, you know, your average person, they, they do it one time. And so, you know, when someone like me who is, I mean, I was a public school teacher for 12 years. Mm. And I had absolutely no idea what early childhood intervention was. Wow. What early childhood education was. I didn't realize that age three, you could go to your local public school and get speech therapy. You know, oh my I have no idea. And so there is this gap between the services that are available and then parent knowledge. And what parents think is I will get my child in school. All I've got to do is get my child enrolled in school and then the school will help them. And unfortunately, not the, case. the system is not set up that way. If That's everybody true. knew what the services were, wow. we wouldn't have enough services. Mm. And so my thought was, well, I want everybody to know. Mm. So then everybody gets loud and then policy changes and we get and something. We get something. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. And so Parent with Merit is just about it's closing the gap, but the knowledge gap for parents, uh, but at a pace that is accessible for them. So when you think something might be going on with your kid, you know, there could be a lot of emotions for you. You might be like me who I'm, you know, I'm pretty rational. And I was like, okay, I think something's happening. Let's go talk. Let's go mm-hmm. talk to the doctor. I've got great insurance. Mm-hmm. My kid was at a, a private preschool. We had good relationships with them. And they said, hey, something's going on. And they felt comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. But not that's not everybody. And in fact, that's not most people. Yeah. And so um, to, to have a platform where people can go and just get a little bit of information, mm-hmm. just a little bit of guidance, digest it then come back for more mm-hmm. and they can do that on their own. And then, then it has, you know, connective resources. And the idea is resources for all incomes, yeah. all races, all cultures, yeah. because, yeah. you know, not everybody has them, you know, insurance. yeah, mm-hmm. not everybody has insurance. And, you know, as, as I'm the third wheel over here and you guys are moms, but I'm in the grandma kind of realm and and I start thinking about grandparents who are raising kids. Yes. So many. Yeah. So many of so many and who are having to deal with this stuff and they're not mentally prepared Mm -hmm. for, oh my gosh, now I gotta learn how all this technology and and all of that. It's just it just kind of brings to mind how much more difficult it is for those grand there are a lot of them out there. There are. There are. There's so many that I think Texas has special um special ways to grant grandparents permission to make legal decisions and education decisions. You can print it off online and sign it. It's that right, easy right. because it's so common right, that it was right. becoming such an obstacle. Yeah. I was at a conference this week and um, there were hospitals there and there was a section 
for their legal department that they got they got pro bono work from another law firm. And that's one of the things that they did mm-hmm. was help the grandparents fill out paperwork so that they could make those decisions mm-hmm. um, and help them navigate that that right. that landscape. But yeah. I, I digress, but being mm-hmm. from, I mean, I'm looking at it from a different lens. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about, you know, my child, but I still, even with me, you know, I have to have people come in my office and show me how to use certain stuff. Same. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. we just got a new platform and I'm like, yeah. y'all come on, you know, I, somebody come in here and show me how to do this. They, so I can't imagine a grandparent having to deal with this. Right. How do I find the chat? Where is the, where's right. the, what's the thing? What right. am I buying? What am I not buying? I don't yeah. know how they do it. I don't, <sighs> yeah. I don't know how they do it. I, I mean, I struggle. I'm, I'm not the most tech savvy person. Yeah. And, and like, I have a hard time. So I, like, I can't imagine. But the fact that you had to dive in, I mean, yeah. both feet, whether you wanted to or not, yeah. you have to have a mindset. I'm, I got to do this. Yes, exactly. Cause I'm, I'm, I mean, really, I'm not going to mess this up. Like, this is my kid. I'm not messing this up. Mm -mm. And he's showing potential. Yeah. And I need to use this tool for good and not for evil. Yes. So you guys mean it for evil, but I'm going to use this for good. Right. Right. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. And, And let me just say, how do you handle... And and I know you love your kids. They're beautiful people. They're wonderful folks. You know, and you can see the potential. But there's uh, a level of patience mm-hmm. and and a level of skill mm-hmm. that goes into not only parenting one, but parenting three. Yeah, yeah. Are you on caffeine <laughs> and <wine>. Red Bull? <laughs> all of those things. Yes, all of those things. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think I'm, I am very, very lucky. I don't think this is a popular response for strong women, but um, I have a great husband. I mean, my husband is there, and he is working his butt off so that I have the freedom to be at school wow. asking questions, going to the 504 meetings, mm. uh, researching the schools for our son with autism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now, you know, pursuing the merging of passions of, you know, developmental disability and then my background in education. And, you know, that's not something that I could do if if he weren't over there working his butt off, yeah. making sure that, you know, and picking up all the the other stuff that I'm dropping, mm-hmm. you know, while I'm doing those things. So that that's a huge part of it. What a great partnership. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really is. Yeah, and not everybody can say that. Because <laughs> people see you come through the door, oh, okay, what are we having for dinner? Right, yeah. <laughs> that's what I ask. <laughs> that's wonderful. That's wonderful. What message do you want to share with parents of children with neurodiversities? Gosh, I think... You know, I would say um, your kids can do this. You can do this. You can do this. Um, you got to stay strengths focused. You know, you mm. look at your kids, see what they like, mm-hmm. see what they're good at, and then use those things to drive the bus and to, to get where you want to go next. Uh, don't settle or expect that someone else is doing the best for your child. Mm. You know, until you verified that, because 
I, I mean, Jane Justin is okay. doing the best okay. for my child, for <laughs> and sure. You, okay, like, and I, you have verified yeah, that. Yeah, and I have verified that. Um, you know, you find— that, That's an endorsement yeah, there. <laughs> you find good people who yeah. love on your kids yeah. the yes. way that you do. Yeah. And then and then that part's taken care of. You can trust it, and then you you move on to whatever the next challenge is, if, if there, you know, if there is one. Mm-hmm. But, but definitely just keep going. Um, not all children have the same abilities, and so you don't want to ignore that. But every child can reach whatever their fullest potential is. Mm. They can reach it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just don't settle until they do. Yeah. So. And you have to look at your kids different. Yes. Each one is different. Very different. And you have to navigate and mold to that. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Houdini. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And lots of patience. Like, you must have... A lot of patience. You know, I don't know that I do. I take a lot of breaks, though. Okay. I walk. Uh-huh. I do. I call it a sanity walk. Okay. So I uh, I walk around the court. We have I a little court. That. Just walk around the court. I tell my neighbors, if you see me taking two or three laps, just don't worry about it. I'm fine. I'm just walking around, <laughs> making sure I don't scream at somebody. Wow. And then, you know, come back in. So, because your kids can't stay calm if you don't stay calm, you yeah. know? So, um, and I'm not necessarily a calm person, so, mm. you know. Neither am I. I'm kind of high strung. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been rewarding, listening to you and understanding and inspiring and knowing that, you know, you still, you've got a smile on your face and you still find the joy in all of this. So, so appreciative of you coming in. Thank you. I had a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we go on to what are we grateful for? (laughs) Who wants to start this process? I'll start. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm grateful for the holiday spice collection at Starbucks. Yes. <laughs> I am a Wonderful. sucker for a gingerbread latte. Okay. And I avoid it, avoid Starbucks all year until this what? time of year. Yeah. And then I just binge on okay. the Starbucks <laughs> gingerbread latte. Exactly. <laughs> Which now I, you know, when I, I think back back in my day. It was uh, like $1.85. I just went this morning. It was $8. Okay. Wow. I'm glad the holiday season is short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Are you are you ready or you want yeah. me to go? Go well, ahead. Well, I hope I don't steal yours. My, I was going to say thank you. I'm grateful for our listeners. Well, okay. Let's let's all. We'll do it together. We'll do that. Well, and you're better spoken than I am. So well, why don't no. you say it? You no, say it. I'm, I'm so grateful for our audience. Me too. I am so grateful that they find meaning in what we do and the fact that Lori's come on and they're interested and they get it and they can apply some of this to not maybe even their lives, but some friend or some family member. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, here, listen to this. You know, you're you're in this. So I'm so grateful for them sharing and passing on and 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 being a part of this family. Right. Okay. I agree. Okay, so we we'll should do have that a together. race and joy Thanksgiving <laughs> at one next year. <laughs> you guys, true. I'm not bringing anything to the potluck. No, you I don't, don't want Mm-mm. it. You don't. I'll bring the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be the bartenders. Yeah, yeah, we'll bring the drinks. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're so appreciative of our audience, as we just said. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Thank you so much for listening to this particular episode of Raising Joy. Until next time, you know what to do. Just breathe. Open up. You matter. matter.